It's time for Coach Harvey Hyde's College Football Report. Bringing you the best coverage and latest insight on SC football, the Pac-12 Conference, and the world of college football. It's time to huddle up and buckle up. Here's Coach Harvey Hyde. Well, thank you very much and good evening, everyone. Live in Las Vegas, Nevada, you're joined us here with our college football report brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. And then the Inland Empire every Saturday morning on AM 1490 from 11 to 12. We welcome all of you to our college football report. Well, if you've been a regular listener and you've been with us the entire football season, we start off this uh, show with a 12-pack. And uh, I'll explain it quickly because a lot of you know already what it's about. But the number one team in the country is the team that at least want to play this coming uh, Saturday. And, you know, I don't normally agree with a lot of the experts who put those other polls together, but they don't have to coach against one of those teams. So, uh, you know, maybe they uh, were doing better earlier and they're not playing as well now or whatever. But I'm saying the way they're playing now and who I want to play is not the team that's going to be one, two, three, or four, whatever, if I have to play any of them. It's going to be the team that I put at the 12th position. And again, I want to thank our sponsor for this segment. That's Meadows Bank. Is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK. Meadows Bank, consistently exceeding your expectations. Well, they were my preseason number one, and they're still my number one now. When you win 26 straight, you've learned how to win, and I don't think you're going to lose unless you help somebody beat you. So I've got the University of Georgia number one. They're 9-0. and They had a win last Saturday against Missouri. Missouri's a pretty good football team, 30-21. to They struggled a little bit. But everybody gets ready to beat you when you're number one and you've won 26 straight. So I've got them number one. They've got Tennessee this week. That'll be another good challenge for Georgia. They're currently 8-2. and two. Number two, don't be surprised. I think one of the teams that are playing as good as football as anyone in the country is uh, the University of Oregon Ducks. They're 9-1. and one. They lost to Washington. But look what they did last weekend in Salt Lake City. 35 to 6 over the Utes. 35 to 6. This week they host the Trojans from USC. Number three, a team that has really adapted to their personnel. They started out uh, trying to play a lot of the, the defenses and offenses they played last year with Bryce Young and so on, but they had to change. Now they've got their offense rolling, their defense is playing a lot better. So who is it? Alabama. Nick Saban's Alabama. Eight and one, forty-two twenty-eight last weekend a win over LSU, and they're a good football team this weekend. Kentucky, number four, yes, Florida State, a lot of speed, good football team. Really didn't struggle, but beat Pitt twenty-four to seven. Most people would have felt they should have beat them worse. I don't know. As long as you get that W and you're as good as they are and have the athletes they have, I don't want to play them. This week they've got Northern Alabama. Number five, you knew I'd have Michigan there. I've got Michigan there, but they're just now getting into the meat of their schedule. They're undefeated. They're really a good football team. They're balanced in all areas. They beat Purdue 41-13, to and this weekend, Penn State. Should be a great football game. Number six, Ohio State, uh, number one on most of the other polls around the country. Think they're a great football team. Don't want to play them. 
But, you know, they sort of just got by a couple of their games. They're 9-0. They beat Rutgers 35-16. to They haven't played their best football yet of this year. But I've still got them number six. I don't want to play them, believe me. So I got them number six. Number seven, the Longhorns from Texas. Steve Sarkeesian's team, 8-1. and Man, they had to go... Uh, uh, 33-30 against Kansas State. But Kansas State, the Wildcats, you know, don't ever take them for granted. They were lucky to win that football game, so I got them number seven and this week, Iowa State. Number eight, the team that uh, won a high-scoring football game against USC, Washington, 9-0, and beat USC 52-42. I moved them down. I had them five. The reason why uh, I thought they'd do better against the Trojans, who really aren't playing that well, they gave up a lot of points. So I was a little bit concerned on that. But this week they've got Utah. Number nine, Penn State will be taking on Michigan. They're 8-1. They really did play well against Maryland. Beat Maryland 51-45. to Number 10, a team I don't want to play. And uh, they're playing really well. Maybe they should be higher. Lane Kiffin's... Uh, Old Miss, they're 8-1, 38-35 against Texas A&M last weekend. This week they got ULM. And number 11, Tennessee. You heard me talk about them earlier. They've got Georgia. They're 8-2. They beat up on UConn. Well, they should have. 59-3 this weekend, as we talked earlier. They got Georgia. 12, I just can't drop them down. They're just too good, and I don't want to play them, but I guess I'd have to is LSU, 7-2. and two. They lost to Alabama, 42-28. And this week, they've got Georgia State. Number 12, Oklahoma. I've still got them in my 12-pack, and I guess if I had to play one of these teams this weekend, it would be Oklahoma State. So not Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Why? They beat Oklahoma. They're 7-2. and two. They won 27-24. And this week, they've got U. C-F. So that's my 12-pack for this week. Those are the teams that I've got ranked as far as the teams that I don't want to play. If I had to play any of them, it'd be the 12th ranked team in the country. So my 12-pack has been brought to you by Meadows Bank. And as they say, is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com. That's MeadowsBank.com. Or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK. Meadows Bank, consistently exceeding your expectations. So we're going to take a short time out. Again, all of you in the Inland Empire, we welcome you again on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial from 11 to 12. And live in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, this Thursday evening, we welcome all of you to College Football Report. And we thank Terrible Herps and Coors Light for the title sponsorship of this show. So buckle up, everyone. When we come back, Chuck Hayes will be joining us, and we'll be talking Trojan football. I'm Harvey Hyde. We'll be right back from Las Vegas. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. 
We are a full service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702-471-BANK. That is 702-471-2265. Or use our convenient online banking service at MeadowsBank.Bank. Meadows Bank, where your business is our business. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. The Tournament of Roses Parade in Pasadena, California. The parade, January the 1st, 2024. The theme, celebrating a world of music, the universal language. Parade starts at 8 a.m. You won't want to miss it. For ticket information for all events, call Sharp Seating at 626-795-4171. That's 626-795-4171. Or go to www.sharpseating.com. I'll see you in Pasadena. That's on Monday, January the 1st. The weather is turning cooler, and that means basketball season is almost here. And UNLV basketball is gearing up for an exciting year. Head coach Kevin Kruger has assembled a talented roster, and we need you at the Thomas & Mack Center this fall. Whether you're a diehard fan or a family looking for a fun day out, Runnin' Rebel basketball has something for you. Get your Runnin' Rebel tickets today at UNLVtickets.com or by calling 702-739-FANS. It's time to start earning big savings at Terribles. With Terribles Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terribles Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and, wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terribles Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. Classic Holiday Hoops is coming to Las Vegas. Men's Division I Basketball, Santa Clara versus Duquesne at the Orleans Arena. Saturday, December the 23rd. This game should bring exciting competition. Division I Basketball for all you basketball enthusiasts. Tickets are now available. Go to orleansarena.com. That's orleansarena.com. Classic Holiday Hoops, Saturday, December the 23rd. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to our college football report brought to us all by Terrible Herps and Coors Light in Las Vegas, Nevada. We always say huddle up and buckle up right along with us part of the way or all of the way. And in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning, we welcome you on AM 1490 on your dial. 
Our next segment is brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of our college football report. If you're looking to buy a car, sell your car, it doesn't make any difference. Why don't you call them and make an appointment by simply picking up the phone and calling 702-485-3000. That's 702-485-3000 for Mercedes-Benz of Henderson. Now it's time to begin. Chuck Hayes, Chuck, it's time to talk football, specifically USC Trojan football. Coach, great to be with you tonight to talk college football. And uh, this is a very strange week. Uh, uh, USC is in the middle of a defensive coordinator coaching change. They're going to be going on the road to Eugene against a very powerful Oregon Duck uh, program that uh, loves to compete against the Trojans, not only uh, off the field and recruiting, but on the field. Uh, they've had a great rivalry over the years. In fact, uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but John McKay was an assistant to Len Casanova back in the day before he got the USC coaching job. Chuck, uh, let's go back. And uh, before the start of the season, I asked you a question and you told me what you thought. I'm going to ask you now. Are you surprised the Trojans are 7-3? and three? And then I'll let you discuss what you told me you thought their record might be. No, not at all. In fact, I felt they would have three losses uh, at a minimum. I'm not wishing any uh, ill will on the Trojans or the family, but just from our standpoint after watching the football team in spring and then the year before with their uh, Cotton Bowl uh, disaster, if you will, that really set the tone. And I didn't see a lot of improvement. And, you know, Alex Grinch is getting a lot of the heat on this. And a lot of people don't really know how to read the media guides or understand how a coach gets from one place to another. You, of all people, you know better because you've hired, you've had to relieve coaches of their responsibilities. You've uh, got coaches' jobs with other programs. Alex Grinch, 43 years old, played safety at Mountain Union, a Division Three program. And uh, his first job was a GA at Missouri with Gary Pinkle. And uh, was there two years, got a master's. And then his first regular assistant job was at 1AA University of New Hampshire, which is kind of a strange um, journey because if you're in the middle of the country at Missouri, you'd think you'd be in Big 8 country or try to get into the SEC. But he went to 1AA and coached the corners at New Hampshire and then became the uh, recruiting coordinator. And who was the offensive coordinator at New Hampshire at the time? None other than UCLA head coach Chip Kelly. So he practiced against Chip Kelly every day. Uh, he got a break. He went out to Wyoming, worked there for three years, and then went back and worked under Gary Pinkle, the legendary uh, coach at Missouri for two years, coaching the safeties. And then he plugged in on the Mike Leach tree at Washington State, and then he was hired by Urban Meyer to be uh, the co-defensive coordinator at Ohio State, and then from there joined Oklahoma in 2019 under Lincoln Riley. And the reason I say that is I wanted people to understand his journey, and then I want to you know, dive back in with you in regards to making a move in the course of the season when the head football coach said specifically in the press operations uh, opportunities in the beginning of the year post-Cotton Bowl that he would be more hands-on with the defense. So what is the issue? Is it Alex Grinch, or is it Lincoln Riley, or is it the combination of everything? 
Well, Chuck, I think it's uh, the responsibility of the head football coach to be responsible for the entire football program as far as on-field activities. Uh, you've heard me talk about it's difficult to be responsible for everything when they're at home in their apartments and so on, yet people feel they should be. But you've got to be able to know and recognize uh, the abilities of people. And uh, is he contributing to the program? Are we getting where we're going? Is he a great recruiter? All the things that make someone a great coach. Uh, sometimes a coordinator isn't always the greatest personality in recruiting, but his head is so full of X and O's that he's a genius in being able to be a great coordinator and a motivator. And I think you have to look for a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator that has that, a person with experience has proven himself and one that has name recognition where great players want to come and play for him because he's going to make him an NFL player and give them schemes that allows them to utilize their abilities and don't make them do something they can't do and be uh, good at it. So I think it's very important you understand that when you hire a coordinator on this type of level, that it's got to be one that's like a doctor. You don't have a doctor when you need a heart transplant. You don't go to one that's never done one before. You want to have a, a head uh, defensive coordinator that's proven himself, has a reputation. People know that uh, players they've sent to him, he's taken care of them, and so on. So that's the first thing. So that's Lincoln Riley's responsibility, and he felt that was Rich's quality because he came on the plane from Oklahoma with him. So obviously he was someone he didn't want to lose. And again, I guess he had evaluated him to exactly feel as though he could get it done at USC. Well, as time went on, the first year they were very successful in what you call turnovers. And in a lot of cases, they didn't really stop anybody, but what they did is create a lot of turnovers. They were very fortunate that they got fumbles, interceptions, and things that took the ball away from their opponent, which stopped drives. And they were able to outscore their opponents because of that. Well, during the end of the season, they weren't getting those turnovers. And at the end of the season, they basically, in the Cotton Bowl, is the one where the really flopped it or lost it is in the performance that I thought they actually quit in the second half because they lost their confidence. They lost any, everything. They didn't want to tackle, cover, didn't want to do anything and lost a very embarrassing football game. Now, since that time during the summer months and during spring ball, going into spring, Coach Lincoln Riley says, I'm going to be more involved on the defensive side of the football and be involved more on making sure we get it done, that we're coaching the right things there, which I think he should be doing anyway on the offensive side and defensive side and be a part of it so the players know he cares about the defense. Not that he has to coach or be the coordinator on defense, because that's what you hire and pay a million or $2 million to for a guy who supposedly knows how to coach the defense, but he's a part of the defense knowing that he is running the things that he thinks are sound and things that work. And he examines it to say, hey, if you do this, I'm going to do this. That's not going to happen. So I think he's got to be hands-on in that area. Now, where he has taken a lot of criticism and also 
The defense has taken a lot of criticism. During the offseason, they went out and got a lot of five-stars, four-star players, used the portal, this and that, and more or less bragged a little bit about how much better they're going to be on defense. Well, they haven't really performed that way now against great football teams. Their early part of the season, they played teams they should beat. Uh, They weren't the same quality of the athletes, and athletes were able to pull off unsound alignments, make plays to win those football games. Plus, they would outscore you with Caleb Williams in the offense. So now what happens, uh, they get embarrassed. The pressure starts building up on Lincoln Riley. Everybody's talking about the defense. It hasn't gotten any better. So he's had to now address that problem at a time when you wish it wouldn't happen to happen to be addressed at this time. And he had to make a change, I'm sure, due to pressure from the administration and the athletic department because of calls and the media and everything that was going on, Chuck. So very unfortunate for the kids and uh, very unfortunate for the Trojans to have to experience this when you have Caleb Williams, a Heisman Trophy winner, and you can't win a conference championship. Maybe you can't. Coach, one of the things that's interesting to me is the evolution of uh, titles in uh, regards to coaching. And I know you came up at a time when the head coach, that's all that mattered. That's all the interviews were done. No one else was talked about. Uh, R.C. Slocum, who came from Texas A&M to work with John Robinson um, at USC, is probably the first person that I remember having that title at USC. And I just want to go back to Alex Grinch. And this was a note that I had not seen in regards to his bio, that when he got the job at Missouri as a GA coming from Mount Union as a player, he is the nephew of longtime Missouri head coach Gary Pinkle. And I just want you kind of address the business of the business on how one gets into coaching at a level and how things are put together when a player uh, you know, can't play in the league and he decides to get into coaching how he gets a break, and then his pathway on how that works in regards to relationships with the head football coach. Chuck, uh, it's changed. Uh, when you, when I was a young coach, or when we were young as far as coaches working our way up, we made our mistakes on a, the B-level coaching or junior college or junior JV and high school level where we learned the hard way. And then we coached uh, varsity football, and we were better. We knew more. We didn't make those mistakes as much. Fortunately, then we moved to the junior college or community college level and uh, not become a head coach, but be a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator where you learn both sides of the football. Go away to a defensive coordinator job, which I got at the University of Hawaii, then came back as a head football coach and assumed the position as an offensive coordinator because I had a great defensive coordinator. So I went to the offensive side of the football because I could get such a great defensive coordinator that I was willing to give up the defensive side and take the offensive side, and I knew the offensive side because I knew exactly what to do uh, against certain defenses and so on. But I coached the defense and built an offense that worked around our personnel. And then work my way gradually around as we moved and so on to become a head football coach in a Division One level. And I was prepared. I was prepared because I had made a lot of my mistakes when I was a young kid. 
and I was learned how to re- people recruited us. I learned how to communicate with coaches that came on our campus from Division One uh, colleges and who we liked and who we didn't like and different styles of recruiting and so on. And I was able to form my uh, philosophy of if I ever became a head football coach or a defensive coordinator, this is the way I'm going to do it. But today it's a little bit different. There's a lot of relationships. You see a lot of sons working for their dads on the college level. Uh, in a way, a lot of great high school coaches really never get a chance of being on the college level anymore because those jobs are being filled by graduate assistants or GAs and uh, people working on their master's degrees that are really uh, in a position where they're young, they don't have families, they can afford to do it, and they never really work their way up through the system. So I think they miss something there because they don't know really what's happening or what those high school coaches have to go through or community colleges have to go through as far as getting to the level and getting their players to them as far as letting them become a a member of their team. So I think it's very political now. Uh, Sometimes I would say it's not necessarily how good you are. I wish it was, but it's who you know. Who recommends you? Who you owe a favor to? All of these type of things that sometimes, I'm not saying always, that sometimes affect you when you select a coach. Well, Coach, it's an interesting world because, uh, again, with all the money that's involved now and the titles, and everyone seems to want to have a bigger title so that they can get to the next level, uh, what the head coach says and what his responsibilities are and how much more media opportunities are given to coordinators than before. Uh, when we come back from that, I'd like to talk about what the vision of a program is and how is it that when you make a change inside, uh, it affects the rest of the program. Well, let's do that after we take a short time out. Again, you're listening to our college football report uh, in the Inland Empire every Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. In Las Vegas Live, you're listening this Thursday night to our college football report brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. And also this segment has been brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of College Football Report. Give them a call, make an appointment to go out and visit them. See what's going on out there at this Mercedes dealership. Call 702-485-3000. That's 485-3000. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. Buckle up. Right along with us from Las Vegas. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones, Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. 
Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Have you heard about Standish Law? Yes, Standish Law, Las Vegas' premier family law firm. Ranked among the top ten in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Family Lawyers and proud to be rebel sponsors. If you are going through a divorce, you want them on your side. Schedule your appointment at standishlaw.com. That's standishlaw.com or call 702-998-9344. Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. It's time to start earning big savings at Terribles. With Terribles Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terribles Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terribles Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. Monterey Lighting Solutions. Call Big Ed and Fast Eddie for a free, that's right, free evaluation of your building to see if you are really winning with your power saving. Have Monterey Solution in your huddle. You'll be saving money. That's making money. Call 626-298-5444 or 702-376-8685. Remember those two plays, 626-298-5444 or 702-376-8685. Are you ready for an action-packed Thanksgiving weekend? We've got an exciting treat for you. The second annual Las Vegas Classic on November 24th and 25th at the Orleans Arena. Catch the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, Portland Pilots, Rhode Island Rams, and the Youngstown State Penguins in their first all-women's Division I series. This event promises to be an unforgettable experience for all basketball enthusiasts. Tickets are now on sale at orleansarena.com. That's orleansarena.com. Don't wait. I'll see you at the Las Vegas Holiday Classic. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. Welcome back to Las Vegas. I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening live here to our college football report brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light and in the Inland Empire this beautiful Saturday morning from 11 to 12 at AM 1490 on your dial. You're listening to College Football Report year-around. Our next segment is brought to us by Allstate Insurance in Las Vegas, the Chadwick Family Agency. She says every day is an opportunity to give your family the peace and security they deserve. Life insurance is surprisingly affordable. Call Misty at 702-451-4409. That's 702 
451-4409. Chuck Hayes joins me. Chuck, let's continue with our conversation. Coach, you've always said if uh, the CIA or uh, national intelligence needed assistance, that college football coaches would be the best resources because there's not anything they don't know or anything they can't find out. And when it came to um, to coaching and, and making your way, you learn about other coaches and you learn about situations. And I was in Japan having breakfast with a group of about 16, 17 football people. Some of them were NFL GMs. Uh, some of them were regional or pro scouts. And then, there, of course, there was the assistant coaches from the Japan Bowl uh, who were head coaches themselves. And we were with R.C. Slocum, who at that time was the head coach at Texas A&M. And, of course, uh, he had been at USC in uh, 1981. He had left uh, working for Emory Ballard and then came to uh, USC to work for John Robinson. And at that time, the Rams were going through uh, a situation where six coaches, including Fritz Shermer, were going to be let go. And one of the NFL people said to RC, said, you work for John Robinson at USC. Why did you leave to go back to A&M? You were obviously on the fast track to be a head coach. What happened there? And he said, well, we had the year uh, we started John Mazur, who's a sophomore quarterback. We had Marcus Allen, who won the Heisman. And we had a great defense with tremendous talent. And uh, we went into our first staff meeting in the spring, and uh, Coach Robinson said, we're going to put a new defense in. And we had not met as a staff to discuss this. He said, based upon Penn State's play in the Fiesta Bowl against us, I want to run that defense. And Joe Paterno has invited us as a defensive staff to go to uh, Happy Valley uh, during spring ball to watch how they do it. And so R.C. Slocum said, hey, you know, I knew nothing of this, and I was not the kind of person that wasn't going to stand up for my coaches and, and my and my staff. And uh, so I went down the hall, and I made a call back to A&M, to Tom Wilson, who was the head coach. He said, Tom, you always said I could come back if I wanted to. He goes, yeah, you got open-door policy. You come back to A&M anytime you want. And so he then went down into John Robinson's office and uh, one-on-one with Coach Robinson and said, Coach, you know, what you said in the staff meeting about us putting in the Penn State defense, I don't think that's the right way to go. We were six in the country overall. We were one of the, you know, got eight or nine great players coming back. And I don't want to teach that defense. This is the defense that I run. And he goes, no, I love the way their linebacker play was, and I really want to do that. And he said, are you sure? And he said, yeah, I'm sure. He went down the hall. He called Tom Wilson. He said, Tom, uh, I'm going to come back. And then he walked down into John Robinson's office and said, I'm going back to Texas A&M. And that's why he was only at SC for one year. So from your standpoint, there are coaches in the business uh, that go through coaches a lot faster than other programs. There are, Chuck. Um, and uh, sometimes head coaches make mistakes, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't think it through completely as far as uh, the way they should, or I don't know if you'd need to discuss it with your defensive coordinator, but I think you would discuss it with him first before you made the decision of changing your defense. You'd sit out with him and say, what do you think of this defense? 
And uh, would you think it'd be a smart move for us to do? Because they're really uh, playing well at that defense, and it might help us and so on, and and find out exactly what your defensive coordinator thinks. And, uh, of course, uh, I think between both of you, having that he had a great defense and add some of the things of the Penn State defense to that scheme, that it probably would have been tremendous and worked. So each one gets a little bit. Uh, they both give a little bit. The head football coach gives a little bit, and they get put a, put a couple of alignments in, and they do go back to Penn State. And when they go back to Penn State to talk to Joe Paterno and his staff, they learn more football anyway. But you talk more with his staff about everything and understand how his defense really works in case you ever have to play him. But I, I don't believe in changing things that you're successful at. I think if you're successful at certain things, you get better at it because you know how to teach your players that scheme and that defense or that offense. And then you start recruiting to for players that fit that offense and that defense. Like at USC, it was a tailback. Got to have a tailback. If we're going to be great at USC, we got to have a tailback. Or at linebackers, Penn State was known as the linebacker university of the country at that time. But you've got to learn who you are, where you are, and you've got to teach what you know. First of all, don't try to teach something that you don't know. And I think R.C. Slocum said, I don't know that. I know what we're teaching. We've had success. And rather than argue, I think that he went back and coached it up there at Texas A&M. And probably in the long run, John Robinson probably went back and ran the defense uh, Slocum was running because I don't think anybody else on this staff knew it. A Penn State defense. Now, Coach, a lot of young coaches like to jump from one job to another job or an opportunity, but there are certain programs and certain coaches that uh, maybe the head coaches and their relationships with their assistants aren't as close as everyone thinks it is. And I, I learned about that in the bowl business of being around uh, head coaches and their staff in the hospitality uh, when they're unwinding from uh, all their work that they were doing. Really, basically, when you go to a bowl game, you take your office from the university you're at, whether it was Bobby Bowden in Florida State or Frank Beamer in Virginia Tech or Kyle Whittingham at Utah, and you move it into the hotel. And so it becomes really your operations. And you can see the relationships between the staffers, the secretaries, the GAs, the equipment people, and the head coaches. And I can remember being in the room uh, uh, at uh, 1740 at the Hyde and Barcadero, and when the head coach would come in, the assistants would leave. And to me, that spoke volumes in regards to what the relationships were in other programs. It didn't matter. They stayed. And from your standpoint, how did you handle that? Because uh, when you see a coaching change among someone who's coached with someone five, six years, those ties are very strong. Chuck, there are different um, philosophies by head football coaches. A lot of football coaches have told me, head football coaches, when I became a head football coach, don't get close to your staff because it's too hard to fire people. And uh, I just had a hard time of doing that. Uh, I like to be close to my staff. I like to be able to help them if they've got a problem or understand their problems. Uh, or if someone has some special occasion and so on, I don't want them to be intimidated so much of me that if 
their wife had a problem that he's afraid to come and tell me that she's sick or whatever. I want to care about him. And then there's some head football coach who don't care about anything. All they care about is themselves, and I hate to say it like that. And the football program and what they're getting paid for and the rest of you are all part of a hand or part of his fingers, and you do what you do, and if we're not successful, it's your fault. It's not our fault. I've known football coaches that have fired six coaches in one year. Why? They didn't win, so it wasn't me. It had to be you. Well, it's everybody. When you win, it's everybody when you win and lose. So, you know, my philosophy was I used to like to be around my coaches and their families. It was very difficult for me to fire anybody, which I really never had to do. I would basically, I think I had to, but I mean, I didn't want to. And I, I tried to put them in a position where I could keep them, maybe change their coaching position or have them do something different on the staff where they appreciated it until they could find a job for their family and move on and do what they wanted to do. I didn't want to be one that called someone in on a Friday, told them they were fired, their kids are in school, it's a holiday season, it's Christmas time, and I've just fired them, uh, and he has to find a new job and relocate his, his family. Now, that's not me. Uh, I would try to work it out and, and see what you can do. But I'm the one that hired him, and if I made a mistake, it's my fault. So I've got to find a way to get him a job. I've got to find a way to absorb him in my staff somehow and work with him, and that coach and that staff and my rest of my staff sees I care about them, and they're willing to work hard for me. When you're not close to them, they don't trust you, and they never know what you're thinking. And part of the time, they're they're scared, and they're looking for a job, but they don't feel comfortable in their position, Chuck. Because we come back, I want to talk about the process of multiple-year contracts and how some universities manipulate that and how head coaches need to protect their assistance because if they're going to do something like you're talking about, that there is an opportunity to move a coach from one place to another for the best of the staff and the football program. All right, we'll take another short time out. Again, I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. We welcome all of you, no matter where you are out there. And uh, again, in the Inland Empire, we welcome you on Saturday morning from 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial and live in Las Vegas, Nevada. We welcome you to College Football Report, brought to us all by Terrible Herps and Coors Light. Remember, this segment has been brought to us by All State Insurance the Misty Chadwick Family Agency in Las Vegas. Every day is an opportunity to give your family the peace and security they deserve. Life insurance is surprisingly affordable. Call Misty at 702-451-4409. So buckle up, everyone. We'll take this time out with you, and we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones, Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. 
Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers such as Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Market, Smith's, Albertson, Corey's, Terrible Hearst Stations, and more. Big Dogs Beers are available on draft at select restaurants or bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogBrews.com to track down our local award-winning handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample the full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. The Tournament of Roses Parade in Pasadena, California. The parade, January the 1st, 2024. The theme, celebrating a world of music, the universal language. Parade starts at 8 a.m. You won't want to miss it. For ticket information for all events, call Sharp Seating at 626-795-4171. That's 626-795-4171. Or go to www.sharpseating.com. I'll see you in Pasadena. That's on Monday, January the 1st. It's time to start earning big savings at Terribles. With Terribles Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terribles Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and, wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terribles Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. Classic Holiday Hoops is coming to Las Vegas. Men's Division I Basketball, Santa Clara versus Duquesne at the Orleans Arena, Saturday, December the 23rd. This game should bring exciting competition. Division I Basketball, for all you basketball enthusiasts. Tickets are now available. Go to orleansarena.com. That's orleansarena.com. Classic Holiday Hoops, Saturday, December the 23rd. Klondike Casino, located on Sunset Road in Henderson, just west of Boulder Highway. 444 West Sunset Road. That's your spot for your football contest, great food, atmosphere, you name it, they've got it. That's the Klondike Casino. Let me tell you about the football contest. The Klondike Casino has a full-service William Hill Sportsbook on site where guests can gather and bet on their games. They are also holding their annual Pro Pick'em Contest with over $1.2 million in prize money. The Klondike Casino also has their own weekly Pick'em Contest, the Gridiron Gold Rush. And it's free to play each week. If you like to play weekly football pick'em, you can play too each week at the Klondike Casino and double your chances to win. The playing field is at 444 West Sunset Road in Henderson, just west of Boulder Highway. Huddle up and buckle up. I'll see you at the Klondike Casino. 
college basketball season is getting closer, and we want you to join head coach Kevin Kruger and the Running Rebels at the Thomas and Mack Center. A mini plan is the perfect way to experience every switch, steal, and dunk with the flexibility to choose the games that work best for you. So don't wait. Join the Running Rebel family today and get your mini plan by visiting unlbtickets.com or by calling 702-739-FANS. Are you ready for an action-packed Thanksgiving weekend? We've got an exciting treat for you. The second annual Las Vegas Classic on November 24th and 25th at the Orleans Arena. Catch the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, Portland Pilots, Rhode Island Rams, and the Youngstown State Penguins in their first all-women's Division I series. This event promises to be an unforgettable experience for all basketball enthusiasts. Tickets are now on sale at orleansarena.com. That's orleansarena.com. Don't wait. I'll see you at the Las Vegas Holiday Classic. It's time to start earning big savings at Terribles. With Terribles Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terribles Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and, wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terribles Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza's not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. Well, welcome back to Las Vegas. Yes, I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to our college football report every Thursday night live in Las Vegas. Brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning, listening on AM 1490 on your dial, we welcome you from 11 to 12. Chuck Hayes joins us. We're talking college football, specifically, well, USC college football, different things that happen in the world of football. Chuck, let's continue. Well, Coach, from a business affairs side, uh, contracts and how they're put together, I know some schools, and we face the challenges of how coaches were renewed and when their uh, uh, contract uh, kicked in, uh, has a lot to do when coaches make changes. Now uh, they make a move, the university athletic development and also their football administration and the university athletic department, they take care of that. But in the old days, it wasn't always that way, and there were certain schools that had, uh, put it this way, a little bit of a challenging calendar on how they hired and fired football coaches. Well, Chuck, uh, uh, everybody's a little bit different, and you used to have more freedom years ago because you didn't have all the guidelines you had to go through, and you, if you found a football coach that you really wanted, uh, necessarily you didn't have to interview five or six or whatever. You would be able to identify who that person is or you had told that person at an earlier date, if I get an opening or at the end of the year, I'm going to be hiring you and so on. And 
you had that understanding and it worked well. Uh, today it's a little bit different. Uh, they're now uh, getting three-year contracts and two-year contracts, and and it's all big money, big money. In those days, we had a one-year contract as far as being a football coach. Now, as a head football coach on Division One level, I had a three-year contract, revolving three-year contract, which meant every year I'd get another three years. Every year I'd get another three years. But my assistant coaches didn't. At the end of the year, at the end of December, they'd have to resign if I was going to retain them another contract. It was by the year. But now uh, they uh, are working a little bit differently, where a lot of assistant coaches are are getting two years or three year contracts when they're lured away from where they are. If you come in as a as a uh, head football coach and you want to bring a great, great coordinator with you, you have to offer him these types of of things. Uh, we always used to offer cars and other special things that went with, along with it, not to give them, but uh, loaner cars to drive and so on, where if you're a great football coach, you really never did buy a car. You know, when you got fired or left coaching, is the first car you'd ever have to buy. So there's a lot of, uh, little bit of that country club system that to go along with it, restaurant, uh, 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 comps and so on, where people wanted you to be at their restaurant because you would bring people into that restaurant or people would talk about who they saw at that restaurant. So there was a lot of fringes as far as in coaching and there still are probably more today than ever before, Chuck. Coach, I'll tell you one thing I miss on uh, a Thursday night. Uh, I missed being around USC and uh, Julie's uh, because the coaches uh, would be there. Um, back in the day, John McKay had his own booth there. And it was just a gathering place for sports writers, for media people, for PR people, uh, and the inside-inside boosters, of which you always need those people. And it was just a great environment. I know every college town has that. And from your standpoint, uh, when you were at UNLV or you were at Pasadena, was that important to you to get out there in the community and let people have a chance to talk with you? Absolutely. And we had our special watering holes, and uh, people would know you'd be there, like you mentioned, Julie. So that was a spot that John McKay would frequently visit, and all the boosters knew or fans knew that if they went there after practice, normally he'd be there. We had our places that we would go to. We'd have our lunch spots during the off season. We'd have our breakfast spots. We have our dinner spots. And when I was at UNLV, normally Jerry Tarkini and I would go together at these spots when we weren't playing or practicing. And we loved to talk to the fans. We loved to move around, not the same spot all the time. So that we'd say they came in the restaurant or they were here or they were there. So I thought it was really good PR for our university and for our programs. So, yeah, I think it's very important you get out in the community. I think it's very uh, important that you shake hands and you meet people so that those people go back and tell people, guess who I met last night, or he's a really nice guy, uh, and these type of things, rather than saying I've never met him before. Well, Coach, I love talking football with you, and I appreciate the opportunity to share the inside because so often we look at it from a 30,000-foot standpoint. I love being on the ground with you and love being in those staff meetings. Well, Chuck, again, I want to thank you for joining us here tonight and uh, inside Saturday morning. Uh, Chuck Hayes joins us here frequently as we talk uh, college football. Again, in the Inland Empire, we thank you for joining us on Saturday morning from 11 to 12 and a.m. 14 on your dial. 
1490 and in Las Vegas. We thank Justin in the studio for his production and also engineering for our college football report. Terrible Herbs and Coors Light, we thank you. And again, if you need to rent a car or truck in Las Vegas, visit Budget Car and Truck Rental. Give them a call at 702-736-1212. From Las Vegas and the Inland Empire, I'm Harvey Hyde saying we hope your team wins. been listening to College Football Report with Coach Harvey Hyde. Join the coach next Thursday evening at 6.05 p.m. as he brings you the best coverage and latest insight on SC football, the Pac-12 conference, and the world of college football here on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas.